Now, it's time for the 80 for Brady starting lineup. Lily Tomlin, Wayne State University. Rita Moreno, PS132. Sally Field, Birmingham High School. Jane Fonda, college dropout. The 80 for Brady trailer starts in 3, 2, 1. About to start. Oh, there's Tom. Oh, oh, what a beautiful man. I like Gronkowski. We know, Trish. We've all read your Gronk erotica. It's not erotica, it's fan fiction. Very sexy fan fiction. Aren't you tired of the same old boring lives? Let's go to the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is no place for four old women. This could be Tom's last one. He's almost 40. That's like 80 in people years. Yeah, we're 80 in people years. I just really need this trip. I can't believe we're actually here. Taking this one. All right, back in with another episode. Episode 25 of the Bad Movies Worst Opinions podcast, where we believe that everybody has a favorite bad movie. The only rule is we must watch a movie that is rated below a 6.0 on IMDb. College football starts this week, so what better way to kick it off than watching a football movie with our guy Jay Binkley? 80 for Brady is our movie this week. Bink, how you feeling today, my man? I'm feeling good. It's week zero in college football. Um, 80 for Brady. It was, it was no air, bud. <laughs> it certainly was no air, bud. The movie we are watching today is 80 for Brady. It has an IMDb rating of 5.8 out of 9,000 votes. Its release date was just last uh, earlier this year, actually, February 3rd of 2023. It is streaming on Prime Video. You can also catch it on Paramount+. Plus. It has a runtime of 98 minutes. Rob, the budget, $28 million, made $40 million at the box office. A slight win for 80 for Brady. Not also counting. You remember we're now in the on-demand. Correct. So this movie actually did a little bit better than people maybe thought it was going to do. This movie is low on fun facts because of its newness. But I will say one of the fun facts is Brady actually announced his second and for good retirement three days before the release of this movie. So a lot of people thought when he announced his second retirement, that was a publicity stunt for this film. The description of this movie. This movie is inspired by the true story of four best friends and the New England Patriots fans who take a life-changing trip to watch the Super Bowl and see their hero, Tom Brady. I'm going to get this out of the way early on, even before I give you the top five box office from earlier this year. I like this movie. I am willing to take all the jokes. I am willing to take the criticism. This movie made me feel good. I thought this movie was fun. I think it's enjoyable. The only reason I think you could possibly dislike this movie is because you don't like Tom Brady. That's it. Everything else I think about it is a fairly enjoyable movie. I'm going to go ahead and tell you I think it's rated too low. I think there are a bunch of heroes in this movie. I like this movie, Rob. I'm ready to take the criticism. So here's the thing, and we can talk about this throughout the podcast. I actually think this film, other than the football, isn't bad. Like, maybe it's my football fan sphere or my lens as a football fan, but this movie is basically old lady girl trip. Isn't that the same movie? It's like, you have the relationship problem lady, you have the health lady, you have the dead husband lady, you have the over overbearing clingy husband, like they all have backstories, they're trying to rekindle their friendship. It's girls trip. I've seen this movie before a dozen times. But the football elements of this movie are so goofy, I could not enjoy it. We'll talk about it, but the way they snuck into the Super Bowl really stupid the wing eating contest beyond dumb the gronk erotica hated it gronk hi have you have you read this book 
I take it everywhere I go. <gasps> You're so big. <sighs> Thank you. Every time this movie dipped his toe into the football but waters, true, it was though. stupid. Have those books, though. Yeah, that, that's fine. They still really <laughs> exist. But, like, all the times they stopped being a, you know, old ladies try to live out one last adventure movie and start being a football movie, that's when the movie got goofy to me. Uh, what were they call those books? A Gronking to Remember? I don't know that they, like, have those books. Because every little thing in this movie, there was, like, you know, a reason behind it. Well, they threw it in there, you know, like... At the end of the movie, Tom Brady is going to exchange jerseys uh, with Lily Tomlin there. And he says, oh, where's my jersey? That part's true. They, his jersey was stolen uh, after that Super Bowl. And so it was one of the previous one. They ended up catching uh, the guy, international media member, I believe it was, ended up giving the jersey back to Tom Brady. But, no, it's one of those stories that what it's what football is, I think, to some extent. Um, it's people getting together and watching football together, because of, especially in this town. Like, in other parts of this country, who knows if it's as deep. But in New England, it was. It was a dynasty. That's the way it goes in Kansas City. You know what's funny? I was watching the news the other night, and they did a story of, uh, it was like four ladies. They meet in a garage for every football game. It was like Chiefs stuff all over the garage, and and I don't know if they're 60s or 70s, something like that. But they went 60 from a homes. Yeah, 60, but they was that what it was? I don't know. I just well, they, made that they, they went to the Super Bowl. Like, all these ladies went to the Super Bowl together, but they and some other friends and stuff all meet in this garage for a game. And I was like, wait a minute, because I knew I was getting ready to watch this with you guys. I was like, this is basically the Tom Brady deal. And with 80 for Brady being a real story, now they probably Hollywooded it up, you know, of course, with the cancer and everybody everybody had an issue. Uh, it was all at once, but they, they probably did it up. The football part, um, I'm, I'm glad it, Tom Brady was in it, so it was real football footage of the Super Bowl, which is, you know, it's pretty incredible. They were able to get it with Tom Brady because that was, you know, NFL stuff there and you don't see, but that part at least was real that the game was in Houston, stuff like that. A lot of hokiness. I'm with Rob with the wing getting contest and there, there's some issues with that. We can get into the, that's not how you eat wings, but whatever. <laughs> with the wing eating contest, sneaking into the Super Bowl, going into the offensive coordinators uh, or the coordinators box and talking to Tom. All that is Hollywooded up, and then, you know, at the celebration at the end, but it wasn't real deep, man. There wasn't, like, big storylines outside the losing of the tickets and things like that, but that was, like, the only storyline because they were like, hey, let's go, to, let's go down there, and everything was just kind of thrown at you. It, wasn't, it didn't develop in a lot of different topics. The top five box office, it feels like this movie came out way longer than just six months ago. Knock at the Cabin, 80 for Brady. Avatar was in its eighth week. That Good movie is Lord. number three. Someone BT- explain to me the Avatar buzz. It makes <laughs> yeah, no sense to me. BTS, the documentary, was number four. Another thing I don't ex- expect, but okay. Plus in Boots, The Last Witch, that was the top five. The cast for this is very simply. Lily Tomlin is Lou. Jane Fonda is Trish. Rita Moreno is more. Laura Sally Field is Betty, and Tom Brady obviously plays himself in the movie. And Edelman and Amandola make it appear, and Gronk. Yeah, and Jim yeah, Edelman <laughs> was in the movie, too. There's also, like, I mean, they're not stars. Like, little Poppins were like, oh, I recognize that one guy from that one thing. Or yeah, like, no, there oh, were a I lot of people from like that. Guy Fieri. Like, yeah, Guy Fieri's a good example of, Then oh. they had a lot of celebrity. Marshawn Lynch is in there for mm-hmm. a little bit. So the movie's <laughs> right at the poker table. <laughs> yeah. 
So the movie starts with our four gals going over their Sunday superstitions. They get ready to watch the Patriots take on the Steelers. One of our ladies has an idea. Lou wants to go to the game. This could be their last Super Bowl. This is the sign. The ladies' favorite Patriots podcast is doing a ticket giveaway for the Super Bowl, and the ladies are trying to win the tickets. We get a little bit more of their backstory of how they became such big fans of the Patriots and Tom Brady, and it's really a heartwarming story. I can't change the channel. Oh, I can do it. <laughs> yeah, it's not working. Remote's been acting funny. I got it. What do I do? Don't hit it. I already hit it. Unplug it. Hold on. Two minutes left in this game. Drew Bledsoe is out. They're going to have to go with their backup QB. Tom Brady, the second-year quarterback from the University of Who's Michigan. that? He is cute. Oh, I'll watch this. I can turn myself down. Maybe it was luck. Maybe it was destiny. But at that moment, the Patriots' backup quarterback got called off the bench. That has to be so difficult. We eventually got the remote working, and one week of football became two. You know, for a game where a bunch of guys just smash into each other. It's really very complicated. There are so many patterns, and if you analyze the data, you will find... We're just starting to enjoy it, Betty. Don't make it about math. Oh, okay. And two weeks became a season. Tom and the Patriots went on to win the Super Bowl that year. And I will, I'm still here, thanks to my team. And to Lou, our quarterback... And just like that, we had a new tradition. Her bobblehead gives her the encouragement she needs to win the contest. And well, what do we know? They won the tickets and it's off to the Super Bowl. That's the part about this that Rob actually sent me a text and said, I don't think you're going to like this movie. So I kind of went into it like, "Eh, all right, let's get through it. A big reason of why I like this is I think the movie did a really good job of really endearing yourself to the main characters and really feeling for their friendship. And whenever she gets the call and you're like, hold on, she's sick. She could possibly die. Like I thought the movie really tugged at the heartstrings and got you to care about each of them individually and their storylines and the friendship that they had together. And that's why I think the movie really, really shines. It got me because I thought she was dead. <laughs> like she went in her chair, right? And they're all just going on. I was like, oh, she died, man. It's like then she comes out. She was going to get a bag of chips. Whatever. I thought she was gone. I was like, oh no, don't don't kill off the uh, the character like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I understand if you liked it. I, I I thought it could have been. I thought it maybe could have been longer. And you say, well, people are going to get bored with that. But just kind of maybe develop the characters a little more in the in the storyline and kind of clean up the whole trip to the Super Bowl that they had and stuff like that. Because there was there was some real stuff with the Super Bowl footage, and there's a lot of stuff that was pretty hokey. I thought when this movie started, I actually felt like, you know what? I might like this movie. We had the four friends. We had their goofy little football rituals. But I think we all know someone, or maybe we are someone, that has our little goofy you know superstition during a football game. Theirs were done up to the tens, but that's a movie. I get that. And they have this, like, let's go to the Super Bowl moment. And, like, you start to learn a little bit of each of their backstories. Like, you get a comment from Jane Fonda's character about how, oh, you know, she got dumped again. Like, she's trying to find love. You get 
Sally Field's character, Forrest Gump's mom, getting being like, "Oh, do you guys want to hang out with whatever her husband's name is?" It's her a husband lot. sucks. Yeah, Sally like, Field's husband sucks. The beginning of the movie, I thought, okay, this is going to be like an adventure, fun movie with just football as the backdrop. And if it was that, I think I would have liked it a lot better. But after this scene and after the beginning of the movie, kind of get into more football stuff because. Even the breaking the girl out of the retirement home and the retirement home dude has the crush on Rita Moreno. Those were all fun elements. Jane Fonda wearing the wig. All fun stuff. I, I thought they like had we, a lot of that in this movie, though. I think every time they came to a moment where it was time to like really ham, ham up that Tom Brady's a Patriot and in the Super Bowl, that's when it started missing. And maybe that's me hating Brady, but I feel like at times it steered away from fun girls trip and steered towards something different. At least I didn't show that Buccaneers Chief Super Bowl. <laughs> that would have been <laughs> the off button on that one. So one of the ladies is having relationship troubles, which seems like this should be over at this stage of their lives. Mayor Royce from The Wire is bonding over losing a spice with one of our ladies, but she passes out mid-conversation. Well, when the other girls go to pick her up, she's still asleep, and then it's time to catch a flight to Houston. Her three fins and her new boyfriend have to sneak her out. Well, now we're in Houston. A middle-of-the-night phone call lets us know that Lou, the woman who had the idea and is most excited about the Super Bowl, is sick and hiding it from her friends and her daughter, who is Darlene from Roseanne. We're off to enjoy the day in Houston at the NFL Experience. Our main gal gets into a throwing contest with the Falcons fan, and she wins. Yo, how long? How far were they asking her to throw in that throwing contest? The thing was right in front of her. Well, that, that wasn't a real throwing contest. All she had to do was just she Dr that, Pepper tossed it. That's all she. Yeah. But like the guy she was going against was trying to throw lasers yeah, into he the baskets. He, he thought he was Anthony Richardson. <laughs> Why are you throwing it like that? Yeah, the whole NFL experience in that. I mean. Again, I mean, that that was the part of the unbelievable stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, keep it real because everything was real with it. You know, the, the, you know, breaking out of the nursing home. I, I could buy that. Yeah. Like, I could buy that. And that and in the wing eating contest, you just, you're at your own mercy to squirt hot sauce on there. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for the spicy barbecue hot wings challenge? The rules are simple. If you don't want to clear your seat, you better handle the heat. You touch the milk, you're gone. Let's bring out the pain train to flavor jam in three, two, one. Bring the pain. Oh my God, that's Betty. Oh my God. This is the train to pain. Who can handle the heat? Hold it together. <laughs> Hang in there. Hang in there. Hang in there. Betty, you don't have to eat it all. It's okay. I'm hungry. I know her! Dip it in it. <laughs> How can you trust that your contestants are fully dipping into the hot sauce? Well, I think I just think pour it on there. I think at least the point of the hot dog eating scene was Sally Field's character was so reserved and mild-mannered. So, like, that was the one thing, like, I could never see that person then going into a contest and, doing that. and then ultimately winning the contest. Like, when they're having the conversation about the emergency contest, like, no, 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 don't tell my husband. Like, her husband probably wouldn't believe that your wife mm -hmm. will participate in the hot in the, uh, in the hot. It's like they all had something at the experience and then, then, yeah. then the book and the book signing and all that. Just, like, there's this, like, there was just, it was almost too much at once. It's okay if one it happens to one or something like that, but it happened... But everything they all had a storyline going through. But everything they all they all met at the they went to the NFL experience. They all had something unique about them. It didn't need to happen where they were all successful at something. I agree with that because the wing eating contest, the book reading, 
Rita Moreno being apparently a bookie, she was just making bets. Oh, she was killing her. She was great at it, too. And all the employers like, yeah, we got a little money on this, too. I'm like, good Lord. And then, you know, the throwing contest with Lily Tomlin. And then we get the missing tickets. There was too much thrown at me at once. This movie would be better if it was just the adventure story of, you know, they find out that she has the illness. And we'll get that later, I know. But... That would have been a big aha moment. But there were too many moments where they just jammed a storyline in there and it got kind of fixed. We got the ticket thing jammed in there. And like two scenes later, it's taken care of. I thought, I thought it was too much in the NFL experience, to Bink's point, is a good example of we got too much going on. Let's do two storylines great, not six mediocre. Yeah, I actually like that part about it. Like, I do like it. Like, you make the, the similarities between Girls Trip. That's kind of the thing I like about these kind of movies is it is kind of chaotic. They are doing a lot of stuff. They are kind of throwing a lot of different storylines at you. I like this scene. I like the I like the throwing contest and then the wing-eating contest. And then Trish is reading her book and then runs into the former Patriots guy who ends up helping him later on in the movie. I like that. I like that kind of montage scene type thing in these kind of like posse movies. But that book was... Uh... Well, there was like called the Gronking to Remember Something. Because <laughs> I remember talking the about the cover was nuts. Well, mm-hmm. when they called the Gronking yeah, to Remember Something, because like that, that yeah. like literally that was thrown. See, again, little things like that thrown in there. Like if you're, you know, if you follow it, I mean, obviously, you know, doing shows or whatever. I, th- I think I talked about that book or something. I think it was back when Henry and I were talking about that book uh, on the air. And, and you have things, you have things of that nature. But obviously, uh, that needed to be in there, but I liked the little innuendos like that. I mentioned the Jersey and, and things like that, but I thought that stuff uh, was funny. There was, then it got a little too crazy, almost like aliens coming down her Bigfoot when they're in the coach's box or something, you know, there was just things on there. Cause it was a true story, but that sure as hell didn't happen. When no, they go into the coach's the box. This was a thing I was wondering. I actually wrote this down. At any time I have something like a physical thing like that, like let's say I, I'm at, let's say I'm out of the country, I got a passport, or I'm I got tickets to something. Yeah. The first thing I do is put it in the safe that's in the hotel room because yeah. I know that's the one thing I cannot lose on this trip. I know I gotta have my wallet, right? Mm-hmm. I know I gotta have my phone. I don't need my keys necessarily. I'm not driving around. I'm out of town. I might put them in there too. But I all the first thing I do is put my passport yeah. in that safe because I cannot lose it. Yeah. Why are you walking around with four Super Bowl tickets on a fanny pack? It was funny Anything she called it a strap on. That part was funny. I enjoyed that. She kept calling it oh, I lost my strap on. Everyone's like, Do what now? Yeah. <laughs> and then Guy Fieri comes out of the bathroom. He's like, Get my strap on. <laughs> and the guy's like, ah. I think you're looking for someone else. So the ladies get the invite to a happening Super Bowl shindig. Our friends take some Edibles, and we learned that Sally Field has lost the tickets. I actually thought that this scene was more chaotic than the NFL experience. There's a lot going on. It's, it's high- NFL experience ish, though. It's it's a souped up version. Of that. There's too yeah, much going on I, here. I agree. Too. I actually thought it was. I thought it was much more at the Super Bowl party. Like Sally Field is clearly flirting with Luke Cafferty from Friday Night Lights. They're upstairs. That's who playing. that is. It bothered me so yeah, much. Luke thank Cafferty you so much. Oh Lights. my lord. Thank you. That does wonder. I was like, I know this man. Why do yeah, I know you've this man? Definitely seen him. They're then dancing. They're then upstairs playing celebrity poker. They're trying to look for the tickets. The one girl is in the back making out with the other guy. I found this scene to be way more chaotic and jumbled up than the NFL experience. The NFL experience I thought was fun. I mean, I liked the scene. I'm not saying I hated the scene, but I, it, it was definitely a lot going on in the hotel and the, uh, at the party. Maybe uh, just more of uh, more emphasis on the lost tickets, like a whole nother you know scene. I mean, they could have made this movie a little bit longer or whatever if they wanted to 
talk about more about the importance of the tickets, about mm-hmm. her coming down there. And it might have been a good time. Well, it ended up being good news. I guess they want to surprise people at the end that her test results came back positive. But I think maybe an honesty moment at that point, telling her friends that she she bought the tickets, you know, and they, she spent the money on them. She didn't win them. Like that would have been more of an emphasis had she sat down with them and told them and they kind of bonded together. Hey, we got to go find these or whatever. Cause she went and put, you know, herself on the line, going in debt, you know, buying us these tickets. Cause she wanted one more shot to go down there. Cause she could die. She could die of cancer. I thought they could have added that scene into it to enhance the movie to the party point. It was too much. It was way too. I also think this is where like the movie kind of separates from realism a little bit. If you had lost your tickets to the NFL experience, you wouldn't just retrace your steps. You would be calling someone. You would you would be doing more than just, we got to get back to the NFL experience. And if your friend's thought was, we got to get back there and check, you would do more than be like, nah, we're already at a party. Let's vibe. Why not? Let's take some, let's drink some good champagne. Let's get stoned, apparently. That's another element of this I don't like. And then Lily Tomlin's character, I get being frustrated that they lost the tickets. Seems like dislike her friends enjoying this party and like kind of loses track of why why they're on this trip but there is so much going on we also get a weird amount of celebrity cameos in this scene we get Patton Oswalt as one of the people Brady definitely called in some favors yeah, for this Patton Oswalt playing poker we get Marshawn playing poker we get uh the girl from Parks and Rec playing poker like I'm like that's a weird grouping we get another Guy Fieri reference, although we don't actually see Guy Fieri. He's in this movie a lot. We're, he's not actually in any of these scenes, except for when Rito Moreno is stoned and turns into Guy Fieri. She thinks she's going to an eyes wide shut sex party. That's weird. I just the you're right. The NFL experience wasn't as goofy and hokey as this party scene. This party scene was done to the twenties with hokiness, and it 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 separated from believable pretty quickly. And you also would have thought that the, I know the experience was closed when they were trying to go to that before the party, but the first thing, first thing I would have been doing is waking up in the morning and getting right to the NFL experience instead of like sleeping in. And I know they're hungover or whatever, but if you lost tickets to the Super Bowl, that'd be the first thing I would be doing is back at that NFL experience. The one thing about getting scammed with tickets, I know we're skipping ahead in this movie at this point. I know nobody hasn't seen this movie is listening yeah. to this podcast. The thing that surprises me, at least when you get scammed on tickets, is I'm not spending Super Bowl money with any place that I'm not 100%. I'm going on StubHub to get these tickets. I'm going to a reputable ticket broker. I ain't buying these bad boys off Craigslist. I ain't buying these from no website. If I plan on spending Super Bowl money, we're talking about three, dollars $4,000 a ticket. I ain't getting scammed. I'll say this, though. So I have two thoughts on the scam ticket thing, on the fake tickets thing. And again, we're jumping ahead. One, for the actual point about buying tickets, I did find this storyline believable. Lily Tomlin fakes that she wins the contest. Lily Tomlin has to get four tickets in her hand in some form or fashion. I imagine Lily Tomlin, who watches the games every Sunday with her friends at her house, is not the ticket-buying expert. I could see how she didn't use a reputable source. She went online and made this happen for her friends. She sold her car to do this. I could see how she's not like you, the ticket broker guru. I could see that being a thing. So I didn't hate that. But what I did dislike about this is we keep inventing storylines to be kind of resolved five seconds later. We lose the tickets. We go to the party. We try to retrace our steps. We try to buy some. We find out Lily Tomlin lied about winning the contest. But now we we found them. Woohoo! We're back. 
And then we get into the game and, oh, they're fake. Why introduce a storyline of having lost the tickets if the storyline is then going to be there fake from the jump? We didn't need both. Either have the tickets be fake, and that's when it's this big moment where it's like, I lied to you guys, the cancer may be back, da-da-da-da. It's heartfelt, it's emotional, it accomplishes the same thing. We didn't need them to be lost, chase Guy Fieri around porta potties just to then have them be fake. We didn't need both storylines. Yeah, and, and the tickets were the big emphasis, obviously, because they all tried to get them. I, the nursing home, everybody was trying to get them. It was kind of funny when all the uh, the older people were trying to call into that number and put their stories out there, right? So mm-hmm. they're all working. They're having like a big festival there at the retirement party trying to get these tickets on how hard it was to get them. And then, of course, throws that was kind of a whole storyline about her getting the tickets for friends um, to go down there to that event. So, uh, and that goofy show they were watching, that Patriot show, that drove me nuts. You didn't like the Arrowhead Pride post game for Patriot Nation? With- I don't know what I don't know what that was. If it was on TV or what, but they were watching it all the time. Those guys were everywhere, man. I just can't imagine that four older women would be into two YouTubers like that. Like they clearly were YouTubers mm-hmm. in that sense. They just seem a little bit outside the demographic. Was on, I bet it was on a regular TV. Like I, I can see Lily Tomlin having cable. Yeah, but if it's on I regular can, TV, then why are they broadcasting during the game? Yeah, that, being like, they, but, I, but I guess whatever it is, yeah, it might also, have been YouTube. And they also had people's like Twitter handle. It came yeah. off like they were two YouTubers I, yeah. is what it came it, off it to It me. did, but, I mean, again, do you think she's on YouTube? No. Yeah, no, that's, that's what I'm saying. No, that part was a little bit surprising. So after finding out about the lost tickets, we're now looking around the parking lot to try to find a scalper. Sally husband or Sally Fields husband's worthless. Sucks. They, they have a worthwhile conversation on the phone. Virginia, the author, she pulls up on the podcast crew. She finds out about the tickets so that they didn't win. There's a Tom Brady support group. Mm. Lou gets a motivational speech from Tom Brady to find more tickets. To your point, they instantly then find the tickets. Mm. Sally Field finds the tickets. They then go to the game. The tickets are fake. What happens is uncovered. Lou, who ends up buying the tickets. She's afraid to tell the girls about her test results. Well, one of the celebrity friends that they were playing poker with tries to sneak them into the game. But before they could sneak them into the game, they got to do a little dance routine. Do you think you could get us in? Uh, Yeah, we don't have tickets. Come on, ladies. Follow me. Go, 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 go. go. Ah! Hey there. How are you? All right. Hold on, hold on. Let me see your badge. No, no, they, they're with me. They're good. These are these are my dancers. They don't look like dancers. Well, that's ageist, isn't it? I don't care how old they are. They just need badges like these dancers. Holy shit. Flexible. Well, uh, they're all my dancers. I mean, <laughs> what? You want us to show you? Okay. Okay. Um, y'all got this. Come on, come on, let's talk about this for a second. Okay, um, so what are some dance moves you ladies know? A twist. Twist? A jerk? Sh- shimmy. Yep, uh, step touch. <laughs> All right, so we'll do the step touch, the twist, the shimmy, and then we'll end with some jazz hands. How's that? Okay. Okay, okay. one, two, three. Break! All right, let's do it. Y'all ready? A uh, little freestyle here.
damn ladies. Those were some sick dance moves. I know you're not his dancers, but that was awesome. Go ahead. <laughs> Extraordinary! I laughed at the dance routine. I thought the dance routine was kind of funny. They had a little bit of a of an entourage. They had a little bit of a of a group. People were loving the dancing and the singing. I like the dancing. This is maybe the biggest delineation me and you have. I thought this scene was so silly and so goofy that I did not enjoy it at all. Security is going to a. You walk up to the working media, you know, employee gate, and he's like, "Where's your pass?" And then Gugu is like, "Hey, they're with me." They don't have a pass. That should be the end of the line in real life. I don't mind if you find a goofy way to sneak him into the mo- into the game as the movie. I, that's cool. But he's, they don't have passes. Oh, they're my dancers. Okay, well, what are those people? We just have another four dancers standing there, and they do this horrible dance routine to a crowd, and the security guard goes, all right, you guys can go in now. Like, what? what? Why? Why? Why did we have to have this scene? There was a way to sneak them into the movie without it being this. I could have I enjoyed it better if it was not that. I thought it was fun. I liked this movie at its best when the girls were just having fun. That's fair. When they were just getting along, they were showing camaraderie, they were enjoying their trip. That's when I thought the movie was at its most fun. So it works. They sneak into Reliant Stadium or NRG. I don't even know what the Houston Stadium NRG, is, but you guys know what was it in the 17? Would it have been Reliant at that point? Yeah, I don't know been. what it was, but it works. They finally get inside the stadium. Well, the ladies find four empty seats at the yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. Four empty seats. Nobody asked for a ticket. They just walk up. Hey, there's empty seats. Like it's a Tuesday day Royals game. By the way, they're in 330. I know I'm jumping ahead now. They're in 330 and the Jumbotron finds them immediately. <laughs> when was the last time the Jumbotron found someone in 330? We've been to a lot of games. You've been to a lot, see a lot of You ain't never section- going to the Jumbotron up there. No, honestly, I know it was goofy they found the seats so fast, but they should have been safe from security. That's one place no one's looking. Well, the, the security guard then spots them on the Jumbotron, walks up the stairs to 330. Yeah. Why, why I'm wouldn't assuming he, he ain't up there. I'm assuming he's on the main level. I'm All by himself. Like he the security then guard. walks up the stairs yeah. instead of just letting these four old women enjoy the game. Or uses walkie-talkie Pfft, up to 330. There's four ladies. Kick them out. Like... If you're head of security, you're not in charge of every security problem. How do you problem. know exactly where they were in the stadium, too? Like, you're telling me that I could show you two people on the jumbo trying to you'd be like, oh, they're in 227, row B. No, no, chance. no chance you could know. Why are you bothering these old women? Like, the show had a premises to be pretty realistic. You know, four mm-hmm. friends going and getting tickets and going to the game. And then it just all went. Yeah, then you got to Hollywood it Aliens up. walking the earth. <laughs> you got to Hollywood it up. Well, Trish... She meets Dan O'Connell. He was the former New England Patriot. He's been hitting her up, trying to meet with her. She By the way, she never... Meet. And where the hell did he get his ring? He was a special teamer. Yeah. Yeah, also, at no point do they think to themselves, we lost our tickets. Hey, a former NFL player is trying to hit it with my friend. I bet we can take advantage of him. He has a box. He's throwing this lavish party. You never once think, hey, hey, can you get us into your suite? Yeah, I'll hook you up. They don't think about it until they literally see him at the stadium. Well, first of all, the Patriots did not win a ring before Tom Brady. <laughs> Secondly, didn't he also play for the Ravens? Yeah, he could, he could, he's too old to play for the Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, make another no, you're team. right. 
You know, make it the Forty Niners or something. <laughs> you know, you got he had to pick a different team. I mean, you said Patriots. Like, what the hell? He, they win one. He did. So Dan comes to the rescue. Dan has a suite and invites the ladies, and they get to see what the suite life is like. And let me tell you, this suite for the Super Bowl was fantastic. Well, we all know the story. The Patriots are getting their ass whooped in the Super Bowl, and Lou has seen enough, and she vows to do something about it. Hated this scene. They go to the coordinator's booth and start calling plays. They start calling plays. Hated it. She said, get into cover one. They get a sack. And the Matt That's Patricia lookalike like it. Yeah, yeah. That's Matt, Pat- it. Matt Patricia lookalike does get, who are you guys? What's happening? Wait, we're in cover one. Lou then gets on the headset during the game and tells Tom Brady her life story. Tom turns around during the Super Bowl and looks up at the coordinator booth and hears this super emotional story. I think your feeling on this movie is how you feel about this one scene. I got goosebumps. I thought it was... And incredible, her telling Tom Brady her story, which is probably the like that's probably the real life story. Yeah. Hey, why why is this a movie? This woman was about to die, and they bonded over their love for the New England Patriots. Her telling Tom Brady that story, and Brady looking at Danny Amendola and saying, "Let's fucking go," and then they win the Super Bowl is a pretty crazy movie scene. Well, I, I can tell you two hate it. I know you. Hate I didn't it. like. It. Tell us why you hate it. <laughs> I, I texted you this morning, and I said. You're not the football fan in you is not gonna like this movie, but the actual movie's not bad. The football fan in me could not get over the fact that a sweet old lady busted into the coach's <laughs> box. By the way, the coach half the coaches just walked out in the middle of the game. Yeah, screw this, we're getting our ass whooped, we're leaving the box. They grab the right headset and she goes, Tom, Tom. And Tom does think to himself, why is a female voice in my headset? Which would have then been likely in the offensive coordinator's ear too. And then they start calling plays. The emotional, hey, I love you because this happened to my life and you've been an inspiration to me. There was a way to do that scene without it being so goofy and talking on the headset and the whole deal. If they had found another way to have this moment, I think I would have liked it more. But the football fan of me was like, she's mad at the losing in the press box and she busts down the coach's door to start giving an emotional story after Andy Richter and co talks talks about how expensive the box is. No, I didn't like this part. Yeah. I thought there was another way to put that scene in there. And it really, it was a, it was kind of a collision between things that were real, Mm -hmm. like the Super Bowl video and the actual score and actually what happened. Mm -hmm. And then some real unrealistic like this, like if you want us to believe that this is, you know, kind of a real story and things like that. I mean, yeah, did she ever meet? Did they, these ladies ever meet Tom Brady before they went? No, but I just thought there was another way, maybe, to make that connection with Tom Brady and stuff than getting on the headset of the Super Bowl. I just thought there was another way to do it, so the movie looked a little more realistic. I mean, mm-hmm. not a lot more, but a little more. Maybe Tom Brady reads a letter from him before he goes to the Super Bowl, and this lady, hey, that I'm going sense. down to the. There's a way to do this scene better. Likely, she writes a letter to him and then reads the. And then I, Tom, I loved it. I can't lie. Well, to you guys. then I Tom is it. on the bus on the way to the game reading a letter from yeah. his fan, like you know. Going, wow, you know, and then reaching out to her or whatever, instead of no, taking the real, which was the game, the comeback. Then, no. The, his, her message. There was a way to spark the comeback without the being on the coaches. The three, one of the greatest comebacks I'm in the history saying, of sports. I'm just saying, here's the thing. And it, well, and the coordinators, we all know, they aren't together in the same booth. All right. They put them in separate booths. So, okay. That, that kind of bothers me, stuff like that. Like, 
I always remember watching one of the James Bond movies. What was the one where he's gambling? Was it in Monte Casino Royale? Casino Royale. Because it drove me nuts. Because whenever he'd go all in, he would shove like every chip into the middle of the table and be like all in. It's like, couldn't you at least have got a poker professional to kind of show you? How to, <laughs> you don't push all your chips when you go all in. You say all in or whatever, and you don't sit there and have to, you know, <laughs> shove them into the middle of the table. But he does that. And I'm like, what? <laughs> all you do is get just get somebody to advise you. It's like any given Sunday, they had all those former pros like advising the football scenes in the movie. I liked. I'm not. I'm not going to let you but guys bring it. You know the, what I did me- think. The though. message I liked. No, I just didn't like the delivery. Cool. You know what I did think though. After the comeback, all the video that they had of the comeback was actually really cool. Like, yeah, the, the real footage like, was the, the part where Edelman makes the catch and then Edelman's telling the player, "I think I caught it." And they're like, yeah. "No," and, the, and yeah. then they show the slow motion. You've like. That's one of the greatest catches uh, I've ever seen. Like the actual game life. and using the real the footage that helped the movie. That, mm. that that helped to legitimize it, having the real footage of the Super Bowl. Well, the amazing comeback happens and the Patriots win the Super Bowl. But there's one more surprise. The ladies get to go into the locker room and celebrate with the players. And Lou finally gets to sit down with Tom Brady. And they have a heart-to-heart conversation where he thanks her for the inspiration in helping them win the Super Bowl. I'm with you, Bank. I thought Lou was dead because they showed the yeah. next scene, 2020, and they're all like they're all getting ready for it, and it looks like that chair is gonna be empty. And I was like, "You can't make me feel good for this entire movie." And now I actually would like it. This dead. Guy, liked it as a poor term. I right, think you wanted the woman to die. I think it would have been a more emo- You would have felt a bigger emotional swing and you, that seeing a Brady in the locker room would have meant more if when they go to her house. That was the last she, time. Yeah, the last yes, time we last time, yeah. The last time, yeah. Because remember, the whole deal is like, this might be Tom Brady's last Super Bowl. It wasn't, but they don't know that. And this might be our he last chance. two more yeah. since then, which is even crazy. This might be our last chance to see him. Like, all the stuff she's saying, and like, she's avoiding the test results. I think that whole storyline hits harder if when we go back to her house, she has tragically passed on but her friends carry on her legacy i think that would have been a cool now maybe she lived in real life you don't want to kill she her did. off in the I, movie. I, I googled it because okay. i actually wanted to learn more about so it. i so didn't i didn't lived. know that obviously but like so that changed a little bit but i think like the emotional Why'd you kill swing me? well the movie's better than if you exactly, die yeah. <laughs> you know, i didn't know she lived in real life which changes a little bit well but everything else i mean <laughs> stuff I, was I know made this up. other stuff was fake but we got to keep all four of you the, alive did you guys did you guys happen i know this is skipping ahead did you guys happen to watch right after the credits Mm-mm. Mm-mm. i turned it off I actually turned it off to read about the actual because story. then they were on the beach. Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah. You saw yeah, the beach yeah, scene. Yeah, There's yeah. credit. There. You saw the beach scene mm-hmm. with Tom Brady. The retirement. Yeah, no, okay. I didn't see that. I didn't no, know that was retirement one, wasn't it? Yeah. I think that's his first time in, but right. like for the sake of the movie, I think they're going to treat that like okay. the real retirement. Like I don't. I almost turned it off, but I was doing something like grabbing her beer. So I was like, "Oh, this movie's not over." <laughs> but yeah, I thought they were going to kill her off. But again, would it have mattered? Yeah, because a lot, every, a lot of things happened in this story that didn't happen in the actual real life premises uh you know like the wing contest and all that maybe they did maybe they gotten something they win it but you know maybe they did something so rotten tomatoes gives this movie a 58 percent out of 132 critic reviews with an average rating of 5.5 out of 10 the website's consensus reads the titular quarterback may have been tough to beat on the gridiron but on the big screen it's 80 for brady's veteran leading ladies who make this light lightweight comedy a titful, winsome watch. I don't Boy, know why we is, use those kind of words. What are we doing? When we are describing a movie like 80 for Brady. I don't even know what some of those words mean. Wow, You're throwing too we, many big words at me. I'm going to take them words. as a sign of disrespect. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go when a hero comes along. 
What do you guys think is the hero of this movie? Because I, I, to me, the hero of this movie is, I thought this movie, just from watching the trailer, I thought it was going to be cheesy. Mm-hmm. I don't think this movie was cheesy in a lot of ways. I think there was a heart to it. I think there was a... This is a movie that as a football fan, there were things in there that I could enjoy the comeback and getting that audio. And there were also things is that you could watch with Caroline. You could mm-hmm. watch with your wife. You could watch with your grandma. And you could sit there. Like, I do think this movie appeals to a lot of people. And I, I went into it thinking, oh, there's no chance that movie's going to be good. And I really left thinking that was an enjoyable experience. I liked that movie. Yeah, I went in. I went in like really skeptical about the whole thing. So you hear it when they were producing it and everything else. That Tom Brady was in this, and I was like, "All right, wonder who he called in favors to that are in this movie. What kind of footage?" But I did think it was really cheesy. I, I thought there were some parts of this movie uh, that were actually cheesy, to be honest with you. So it kind of met my expectations as far as what I thought was going to happen in this movie, and we we, we got that. Um, Ben, give me a hero. Give me a hero. Yeah, but that's what I'm trying to think of because I there, I, there really wasn't one. I mean, I guess, <laughs> I guess if you want to say on, on the outskirts of it was uh, was was the Callahan. What was his name? The uh, oh yeah, yeah, Dan, yeah, 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 Dan. Because he let him into the suite. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was kind of a because they needed him. They did like they were the part where they're going to be thrown out of the stadium and all that. They needed him to stay in there. Like they needed that person to stay as far as character being a hero, Lily Tomlin, maybe one that, that, that talked to Tom and maybe Tom Brady is, is considered somewhat the hero for coming back and winning the game. But I thought Callahan was for sure, because he was the one that kept them in that game and they wouldn't have been in that game or they wouldn't have been invited to that party. Like he waved them up to the party. <laughs> yeah, no, he was good. And then he g- got him the suite. Like to me, they needed him in that movie. So your point bank and why I think this movie is very redeemable is, I know I have a group of friends. We watch football every Sunday. Mm -hmm. We get the food. We come home. We got the red zone on. Like, that is what we do. And I thought this movie really tapped into the connection that we have watching the NFL every single week. That's the hero of this movie to me. That's relatable if you are an 80-year-old woman or a 21-year-old man. That is the thing that makes the NFL the most popular thing in our society. My hero comes along is the use of the NFL, actual NFL footage. They did a really good job of... I mean, I know everyone everyone in the world watched the Super Bowl, but I imagine non-sports fans gun to their head be like, hey, what's the greatest Super Bowl comeback in history? They, they might stammer and stutter for a little bit. The usage of the NFL films and actual movie, actual cuts from the thing and Edelman talking, and you get NFL films of Brady in the sideline going, let's go, boys, let's go, let's go. That made it feel like, oh, man, she just motivated Tom Brady, and now this is happening? Like, I thought their usage of in actual NFL footage was fantastic. Give me doing too much. I think the Guy Fieri. It was just way too much Guy Fieri in this movie. All right, cool. They have the one scene with them early on. He then is in, like, three more scenes in the movie. Then everybody gets to be Guy Fieri when she's high. They then have another interaction with them later in the movie. I just would have limited Guy Fieri to the one scene that he was in. I will say uh, Sally Field's husband. We didn't need that storyline. <laughs> he was so he was just He was just annoying and clingy. He was like, do things for me. Like, we didn't need all four of them to have a weird backstory, and her backstory was by far the weirdest and lamest. We didn't need him. He's my doing too much. But, but, but the hero, the uh, the gentleman at the uh, retirement home that helped break out. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the wheelchair and move out. Mayor Royce from the wire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like Mayor Royce move from out, the wire. But that, I mean, I don't, as far as, you're right there. Everything's got to have a hero, but I. You got to do it too much for us, man. You got something in the movie you thought was doing a, a little bit too much. Uh, do, what, what do I think was doing yeah. too much? I, 
I, I think that they could have expanded their trip a little bit more. Maybe show them there two nights and don't throw everything in at once. Like, I just felt like it was just packed on. Like, it's too many things at once when all the things we talked about that, you know, that happened to them winning all these contests and all this, and they all get high and they go to the great party. You know, spread it out a little bit. Let's have a little fun with this. I mean, there's just some accomplished actors, you know, or actresses in, in that movie. I mean, they could have maybe gone a little bit deeper with storylines. I guess to your point, uh, Rob, like if we're comparing this movie to Girl's Trip. Mm -hmm. In Girl's Trip, they have a pretty big falling out Correct. in Girl's Trip. This one's... To dip his toe in a falling out water, yeah, but didn't hit it. But then, even when she loses the tickets, it's like, hey, let's just sleep on it tomorrow. We'll figure it out. And then they pretty quickly figure it out. So, like, that that's maybe the one thing where, like, the movie, to me, sort of avoided any real conflict that I think potentially Yeah, the only conflict was the Falcons were whooping Brady's ass. That's no, the that only was, conflict that, in the movie. That was a real conflict. This movie is a 5.8 on IMDb. I think you guys can tell based on my tone. I think this is too low of a rating. 5.8, Rob. Too much, too little, just right. I'm going to say just about right. I think if we got into a semantics argument, you said 5.7, five, 5.6, five, not going to fight you. So it's a 5.9, not worth the fight. I don't think it crosses the sixth threshold because this movie is basically old lady girl's trip, but just done worse and done in a football lens, but too goofy. No falling out, no emotional coming back together, too many storylines. I think if they had trimmed down a lot of that, I think Tom Brady leaned on the fact that I'm Brady and people want to see this moment for me. We don't. So I think I think it's just about right. I think calling it like a 5-4 or worse is too harsh on it because it is kind of a redeeming nice story. But I think letting it cross that sixth threshold is doing too much. So I'm going to say it's just about right. Yeah, it is just about right. And the whole thing is it's what you think in your mind. Like, okay, this is cool. These old people going to the story. I don't think the story was told like it could have been. To be honest with you, with the whole premise, the whole storyline, hey, the, you know, someone's got cancer, they're going down and doing it. But yeah, I think the losing of the ticket should have been more of a harsher thing. I mean, that's could have been a little falling out with that. Like, hey, you lost. I mean, she took it in stride, but she sacrificed I spent all this money on these tickets, and you were irresponsible, and you lost them. Yeah, no, that, that she definitely the, could have been a big. And she thing. was the responsible one. She was the one that she was the MIT professor. They trusted to hold the tickets. She sells her car to do this. She might die, and they lose the tickets. It sh maybe should have crushed her a little bit more. Like, oh my god! It actually worked out better for them. Than no, they it kept did losing their ticket. No, it did. It did. But the, you know, they come back and they're fake and everything else. And you know, that part was it, that part was a, a funny part that was kind of blown over in that movie. Just how they got taken uh, with those tickets. Which I don't. Do you actually get real tickets anymore? I thought it was all on phones. I thought it was all on phones too. <laughs> I think during this time they might have actually still been handing out real Super Bowl tickets, just because you know, like it, it's it's a nice keepsake. If but you go but, but I think well, with the with the actors, the actors and actresses they got in this, they could have enhanced it a little more and made things a little bit more realistic. I'm going to say that this movie is probably just right. I would probably have it rated in the sixes. I'd probably give it a six point one, but I could see how. To Rob's point, 5.8, 5.9 is five, It's probably a just right. 6.0 is my threshold. Good movies are a 6.0 or higher. I think this is a good movie. I could certainly see the flaws in this movie that would have it slightly rated below. I agree with Rob. Having this movie as a 5.4 or 5.5, I think, is just too harsh on the movie. I think the movie accomplished what it was trying to do. This movie was about friendship. This movie was about football. This movie was about celebrating Tom Brady and his greatest moment. I mean, Tom Brady, he became the greatest quarterback of all time with the comeback in this game. I thought the movie executed that well. I would give this movie a 6.1. I'm not mad at the 5.8, though. Not mad at it. Let me it. ask you guys this. What's more believable? 
the things that happen in this movie are that dog catching footballs. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm Honestly, not kidding. dog catching football is more believable. <laughs> then we're going talking to the offensive coordinator booth during a Super Bowl with Tom Brady. Definitely dog catching football. Airbud's Air way more is definitely more believable yeah. than this movie. Yeah. This is the Bad Movies Worst Opinions podcast where we believe that everybody has their favorite bad movie. The only rule is that we must watch a movie that is ranked below a 6.0 on IMDb next week Rob we watch our first video game movie Tomb Raider is our movie next week I don't think I've ever seen Tomb Raider before I certainly don't remember Tomb Raider so it will feel like the first time of me watching it this is the Angelina Jolie one as well just to clarify yeah, 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 the, the remake this is the OG yeah the, yeah the Angelina Jolie one uh, I'm on vacation for the next couple of days but we still will have our podcast come out on time I appreciate you guys